Welcome to the fifth episode of the Well-Read Dames podcast, everyone. I'm Ashley. I'm Alicia. I'm Susie. We're here to talk about Marie Hummel's book, Still Lives. Yay! Woo! First, let's take care of some uh, early agenda stuff. So um, if you have or have not listened yet, I did my first author highlight segment with um, Laura Edwards, and it went really well. It sounded really good. So you did awesome. Is a fan. I am. I still listen to it. Alicia, Alicia doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast. Alicia, she hates you. <laughs> Just she was like, "Cool, I, I don't you. care. I'm not on it." <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so, but I think I've listened to it several times. Obviously, I edited it, but I thought it sounded really good. Um, it is the almost second most listened to episode. We're three plays away, you guys. So feel free to make that happen. <laughs> and then it will overtake our In a Dark, Dark Wood episode, and it will be the second most popular episode of our show. Um, I don't think anyone's going to overtake the first one just because people seem to listen to our first episode and then not listen to the rest of our podcast sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) What Alice forgot has a lot of plays, (laughs) and then In a Dark, Dark Wood has some plays. But no, um, all in all, it's pretty much the same play-wise, so... Uh, but the author highlight segment was really popular. So hopefully that is good news for us for the future. We already have three authors lined up to chat for our next segments. Awesome. So great. stay tuned. We're going to be talking to Craig Martell, who is um, a pretty big name in the indie author uh, space. So I'm really excited. Uh, his books include become a successful indie author, which I'm currently reading. (laughs) And then he writes, he's a bunch of books that are published and he has, um, writes military science fiction. So, and then after that, we're going to be talking to Michelle Hamm. Uh, she has written a book called Sway, which I've also started. I need to actually just like read a book at a time, but instead I'm reading like four (laughs) She's an overachiever. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) And then after that, we'll be talking to James Pete. I believe we haven't scheduled that one yet, but um, he has written the Corpse of Discovery series. So these are all self-published indie authors. Very excited to talk to all of them and learn about their works and hopefully some wisdom for the rest of us out there. So super exciting. Yay. Yay. And then our next book, we've already picked it, that we're going to be reading, um, is based um it's the book that the movie Love, Simon was based on. If anyone, Am I the only one that's seen Love, Simon? Let's start with that. I have not seen it. I've been holding off because I want to read the book first. Okay, so when I saw it, <laughs> our friend Justin made me listen sure, to it. Of course he did. Or watch it. I didn't even know it was based on a book. It was so good. Um, and so then he, and Justin is not a huge reader, sorry. <laughs> he also doesn't listen to this very it. much. But yeah, he's not a big reader. But he'd already read the book and he, he really liked the book as well. Um, so we're reading, it's called Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda uh, by Becky Albertalli. That's A-L-B-E-R-T-A-L-L-I. So um, I'm pretty sure if you just type in Love Simon on Amazon, it'll probably pull up the book. But if not, it's Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. And we're really excited to read it. Yay. Super excited. And we should, fingers crossed, have a guest on our podcast the next time. And so if not, you let, be us, devastated. you let us all down. Yeah, we'll be really sad. But it will be we'll Justin. We'll cry in our wine. Yeah. We'll cry it's in our wine. It's supposed to be Justin. He lives about two hours away. He's going to make a special trip down um, to he discuss. He will be here. Yeah. Yes. We need to talk about that because he asked me if we could do Friday. And I said, I don't know if Alicia works. Um, Make it work. Sorry, that was on the way 
that was on the way over here we talked this is but new information this okay. is <laughs> breaking news about when we may be recording the next episode in december so that that won't be until december where we talk about the love simon book cool. uh but i'll be talking to indie authors in the meantime and so let's talk about still lives by maria hummel do you guys want me to kick this off? <laughs> Should yes, I start yeah, it off? Do. You're doing okay. so well. We also, we, um, we took a little vacay. Um, well, not Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Susie's been here. <laughs> a little recording vacay, <laughs> at least. And since we did that, we all read this book over a month ago. Yeah. So we may stumble <laughs> a, a little bit. We had to write down everyone's name so that we could use names of the characters. Oh, also... <laughs> So I don't have to record this later. We are about to bust into this book, and we're going to talk about everything from the beginning to the end, the who done it, where they done it, and what they done it with. So if you've <laughs> like not read, read this book before, <laughs> we're about to unleash all of the spoilers on you. So if you want to read it first, pause it and then read this book. But if not, that was your choice, and we're about to talk about it. So it starts off um, with our main character, Maggie. As I found very relatable because she's trying to get out of a work event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all wanted to not have to stay late at work uh, for any reason before. So she works in a museum and it sounds like a kind of, I don't know, museums are all probably bizarre to me, but. it's It sounded very relatable to me. Because <laughs> so, I, I worked in a museum for seven years and I I actually really enjoyed that part of the book. I, I really enjoyed this book in general, except for stuff that we'll get into later. But the part I liked the most was the description of not only just the environment of the museum, but the different types of people that work there. Like, um, you know, the, the people that work in the exhibits and the carpentry folks are very different from the people in the education staff and the executive staff and... The, what did Maggie do? She was editor? She edited, yeah. She yeah. edited copy. So, and, like, so the press department, it's yeah. very, all very different people. And I think she did a good job of setting them in their little worlds. Which, that was great, because I've never worked in a museum. Me either. So, besides, like, movies that take place in museums, which generally involve either heist or um, <laughs> exhibits coming to life. Yeah. And yeah. then that, that of the museum uh, segment here. Yeah. <laughs> I never really had kind of, like, backstage insight so i did find it interesting also if you hear like a weird noise we are drinking <laughs> this like margarita wine it's like key lime it's wine. like ice lime cubes. wine and we have ice cubes in it so i apologize if there's like a weird noise I'm trying to be careful We're, yeah i would just i felt like i made all the noise a moment ago so apologies um so yeah so it starts off they're having so this is their biggest show that they've done mm-hmm. in a while so they have this huge show it's opening that night and she doesn't want to be there Right. And I really feel like we get a lot of information at the beginning of this book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because why does she not want to be there? One, understandable, she wants to go PJ up at home. Right. And like... You just want to go home. Just mm-hmm. eat food and watch TV. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but two, because the artist content and artist personal relationship is very awkward for Maggie. Right. Yes. So should we start with the relationship or the content of the show? I think the relationship yeah. is probably easiest to get out of the way first. Agreed. So just get out of the way. Yeah. So uh, Maggie's ex-boyfriend is now dating the artist. Yes. Um, Super awkward. Even though the artist is sounds like significantly older than them. At least 10 or 15 10 years. years. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. She's okay. like 10 or 15 years older. And Maggie had been, this is her most serious relationship she'd been in with this guy, Greg. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they actually moved there together, didn't they? Yeah, they met yeah. on like a mission trippy thing for I can't I remember. Mission trip, but they it met was somewhere. something. It was something mm-hmm. like over. I don't remember. In another country. <laughs> yeah. Remember. Yeah. Anyway, that's how they met. Um, and so they ended up moving together to California to mm-hmm. start their lives together yeah. and kind of met Kim, the author. At a party. At a yeah. party and passing. And it seemed like he, Greg, kind of always, like, respected her and, mm. like, almost a little more her, than respected her. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he was interested in her. He yeah. was starstruck by her. Yes. Yeah, starstruck yes. is a great word. What it was. Um, and just kind of suddenly, like, ruined her life by breaking up with her and shortly thereafter dated the the artist. So Did they... Was did they meet at that weird exhibit that she did where she was like writing something and they had to? You guys are looking know. at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I swear there was like a weird performance art. It was thing like that a she reproductive did. art show. Yeah, and oh, she was and you had writing to like a sperm, sperm, and she was That's on the that right. That's right. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then Greg was like the one guiding it. Yeah, so it's like a real weird place for it's art. Is weird. weird. Art is weird. Is I love weird. art. That it was is my takeaway from art in general on this book yes. specifically <laughs> um so yeah so let's just let's just call greg out here he was starstruck by kim lord and he ditched maggie for her mm-hmm. um and he changed a lot in this transition yeah of regular boyfriend greg to going by his last name <laughs> of shaw and then becoming kind Super of like douchey. Pretentious. pretentious and douchey and had his own gallery yes. yeah now he has a gallery yeah. With the help, it sounded like, of Kim Lord, obviously, who is the artist. So, also, so that right there is enough reason to just want to go home and bury your head in the sand and not have to spend the night Mm. watching your Mm ex-boyfriend, you know, with this artist that you are having to put the show on for. Um, So, besides that, but she doesn't hate Kim Lord, Mm -mm. which I thought was very respectable. Yeah, no disdain towards her, specifically. She was was fine with that. It was just awkward. Um, But the content is another thing. Yeah. Someone else want to talk about content here? Um, I mean, I can a little bit. I'm still a little, f- I'm a little fuzzy because I, I feel like we didn't get as much information on this as, as I would have liked. But it had to do with, what's her name, Gina? Do we remember? No. We're t- okay. Well, anyway, so the content of the exhibit, we'll start there. Yeah. The content of the exhibit is about famous murders, women murders, yeah. murder Murdered women. Murdered women, thank you. Victims. And Kim Lord put herself into all the portraits, and it was um, really intense, obviously, and supposed to, you know, highlight the horror of that part of our society. And they were all women based in, I think, California or They're all Los Angeles Los Angeles murders, murders, too. Oh, I missed that part. I mean, I forgot that. They were all, like, local around town. Like, this happened at the park that you play with your children at, you know? And I thought it was interesting that her art was always portrayed. So she's painting herself, but right. she's portraying these murdered women. Right. So like she'll take photo- photographs of herself dressed up like these women, murdered like these women, and then she'll paint them off the photographs, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And use that as, you know, her visual context and they're for it. all of, like, different aspects of the murder, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. some of them, it's before the murder, mm-hmm. I think. And then... Yeah. And then there was the the big one that was a, a still life, right, mm-hmm. of different objects that had to do with the murders. Yeah. yeah. That was the one that, so. It had clues. Yeah, it had clues to the murder. So, well, we're going to get into that. Like, yeah. But 
regardless, Maggie's getting out of there. Right. That's the whole point I, for Maggie. So I, so I don't completely sound like a crazed idiot. What I was trying to think of <laughs> earlier with that one girl's name, Gina, uh-huh. um, well, that might not be your name. You can erase this or we can come back to it later. But I was trying to remember why it impacted Maggie yeah. so much because of this girl that was murdered from her past. Yeah. That's oh, where yeah. I was trying to go with that, but no, you're it fine. might not have made sense. No, that's yeah. important to bring up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get all into that. But, yeah, I'm not cutting that out. That's gold. That's, <laughs> that's a huge part of this book. Yeah. <laughs> so Maggie, on her way to try and escape, she gets interrupted uh, by um, by Jamie, Jamie, who is her boss. Mm-hmm. Um, because she writes press releases and Jamie's like, I need you to come here. And then over a series of events, Jamie throws her into a dress that doesn't really fit her. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. <laughs> she's yes. wearing shoes that don't fit and she feels like she looks ridiculous mm-hmm. because she's not in her own clothes. She's in Jamie's clothes, which just don't fit her at all. Yes. So, and next thing we know, she's working this, this gala with mm-hmm. everyone else. Yeah. And then, so she meets immediately... She meets the reporter, right? Kevin? Yes, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, I think he was sent from New York to cover this um, opening of this art exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was supposed to kind of help catapult his career in a good direction um, because they had some backstory. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, they kind small. Of, they it's a kind small of backstory. Kind of flirty. They're a little it flirty. Like he was going to be more important than... I feel like he ended up being. Yeah, I think yeah. he was interested in her, but like one of those like can't be because he's in a relationship because he's got a fiance. Uh, but either way, they. I thought she they were was, married. No, he was. No, they're engaged because she yeah. was like. Um, it doesn't matter, you guys. He's, he's in the <laughs> basically he's she's in the got a big of the book family and, he <laughs> and he really doesn't have any business being with her, so he has to like make a good story in order to like gain the family's approval. Yeah. It's like a whole one of those horrible situations. That's the thing I'll say about this book is it has a lot of characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they don't all matter. Yes, right. and he's not a huge one, but <laughs> she ends up getting stuck taking him around and trying to like. I think she liked it though. I think yeah. a little bit, yeah, because he was. Good eye candy and yeah. arm candy, and uh, especially candy. when Greg shows up or Shaw. Right. Shaw, at least she was able to be like, I have to go and like tote Kevin away. Doesn't matter who Kevin is. Point is, it's not you, Shaw. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Do you think the reason there's so many characters is to kind of give more, throw more shade at who the bad guy could be? I mean, I don't think we ever With thought Kevin was the bad guy, but maybe like more misdirection. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the beginning, I never would have thought it was who it was. No, I yeah. Mean, later, sure, but. Maybe. Um, yeah, that's possible. I mean, I think Kevin's main aspect is he's a good vehicle because she's introducing him to who everyone is there. True. Which is how we're also learning who everyone Instead of the character just, like, being, like, looking around the room and talking about who everyone is. Right. She's explaining it to this reporter. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of fun. But, so Shaw's there, uh, but and he looks disheveled. So he doesn't look like his polished, pretentious self. He looks nervous. And Kim Lord, the artist of this exhibit, is missing. She is yeah. not there. Yeah. Yes. And so. And throughout this whole thing, I mean, I feel like starting from the beginning of the party, she notices a weird guy staring at her. Right? Yes. Who, I mean, later ends up being the private eye guy. Mm hmm. But, yeah, so there's – Kim isn't there, and then they get text messages saying she will be there, but yeah. she never shows up. <laughs> and it's kind of a whole thing, like, how do we stall this right. whole exhibit 
opening. Everyone's getting antsy with the press because it's like a really big opening. Yeah. Ooh, and I skipped something. We yes. do find out something key while she's talking I to think Jamie. This is what I was about to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, no. Well, I'm not sure um, about the paintings being donated. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Was it a press release, I think, that she was editing? Maggie was editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was asked she, to look well, over. she just kind of sees it real quick. That's right. While she's with Jeannie. And, and it's basically saying that Maggie, or no, Kim Lord is donating all of the still lives paintings to The Rock. Right? Yes. To yes. the museum. Because the Rock is the museum. She didn't want any profit to come from these women's murders, essentially. Right. She and didn't it was feel a big right. deal for Baz, yeah, Baz. Owner. No, not owner. Uh, director, director of the museum. And Baz used to do a bunch of Broadway. They keep saying like, I wanted to look this up because they kept referencing that he, Did he worked on Rent. It was the Broadway. other guy. That oh, was the other guy. It was the that's set Brent designer the carpenter. Guy. Yes, that's yeah. designer. Oh, but term. yeah, they did. I I did laugh at that too. I was like, Are you basing this on a real person? I kind of <laughs> want to look this up. Maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can look up who actually did that job on Rent the Musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. That's definitely represented somewhere. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so regardless, that's pretty big information. Yes. That, but it needs to be signed by Kim Lord. So it hasn't been signed by Kim Lord yet. Okay. Um, and until she that. signs it, it's not a done deal. But they've prepared it for her to sign, and then they want to release it, I think, the following day. Mm-hmm. But the press can't know about it yet because it's not, like, a completed Solidified. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty big. I mean, the museum is struggling, mm-hmm. and so that's this would be point. huge for them. Yeah. So anyway, back to the party. Yeah. Um, it's going okay. Except Kim's, Kim's not there. <laughs> Kim's still not there, and that's kind of awkward. Yeah. And at first, they think it's kind of. I mean, I mean, they do think it's like for promotion, because mm-hmm. she's kind of like weird. She hasn't. Well, the other. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off. The other thing was. She was a big artist, but they. she also made a point of saying she hasn't had a big show in a while because it took mm-hmm. her a long time to get this show done, I think. Right. Um, so they also made it sound like it was a big deal for her that this succeeds, too. Yeah. Because I think her last show that she had done didn't get as many rave reviews as the one prior to that. So mm-hmm. this was going to hopefully, like kind of boost her sales and like save her name and yeah. prove but the artist that she is. But that's what was weird about it is because this wouldn't boost her sales at all. Yes. She basically right. would have done no. all of this work for free. Mm-hmm. Making no profit. Making zero profit. And that kind of gets into a different point that we'll get to later. Yeah. But so is there anything else we need to say about the party before we can move on to the next day? Um, I mean, I don't know that it's super important. She, she runs into Evie in the bathroom at some point. Okay. Um, and I feel like something is, oh, yeah, it's important later. Okay. Right? Because. They're on the rooftop having that party. Well, it's before that. Because mm-hmm. before that, she comes into the bathroom to change her clothes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like later we find out that Evie was doing something in that moment. And we can save that for later. But Oh, yeah. Okay. I feel like she was, that's when she was texting. She was on her phone. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. to say, hey, I'm Kim Lord and I'm on my way. Spoilers. I think. Yes. Yes. Well, okay, you've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> or you should have. Right. But then, yes, later they do go up. Yeah. I yeah. don't know that there's anything important that happens in that party at the Really, it's just like the set designers and Brent, the main designer, yeah. carpenter, whatever you want to call him. Um, also. And, like, D, everyone hangs up there. And Evie's yeah. got this, like, weird um, – she's in between the two different worlds of yeah. the museum because she um, helps with – what's the word? 
distributing the art maybe i don't know if that's a proper term but like if you yeah. receive artwork or you're sending off work off to the museum she's kind of in charge of it so she's kind she's like of transport transport so she's in between yeah. the two so she's up there and evie is one of maggie's friends that she's not as close with currently like they used to be yeah they used to be kind of close kind of. Like, so anyway. Evie doesn't let people close to her. Right. Yeah. And she's very nice and she's very professional. Yeah. But there's, she doesn't let relationships that work go be- like beyond past that. that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so she goes up there with Kevin just to introduce them, trying to also stall for the lack of the artist because she can't say, yeah. she's not here yet, you know. Right. Um, but besides that, that's really, I think most of them, they end up going through the exhibit without her. Yeah. Maggie doesn't make it all the way through the exhibit. She does not finish the last yeah. exhibit. Because it's, it's too much. It's a giant still life. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's too much for her to handle. I will say the the one thing about the party <laughs> that made me laugh is the exhibit people in real life, the people that physically work on the exhibit design mm-hmm. and the fabrication, legit are the coolest people in museums. I could see that. I was not sense. one of those people. Aww. But they were the coolest. Every year we had um, competitions to decorate our doors, and they, I mean – it's what they do for they a living. They fucking busted out, like, these crazy artwork pieces, and we had, like, construction paper on our door. So, anyway, that's a sidebar. <laughs> they really are that, sounds that fun. kind of cool people. <laughs> well, they're artists. Anyway. They just yeah. aren't, like, the face of the art. They're the behind-the-scenes making the art truly come to life and yeah. be represented in a special way. Yeah. That's a nice way of thinking about it, Alicia. It Thank you. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think so. I love, I love to go to museums. They're fun. Yeah. Anyway. They're fun. We should all go to a museum to celebrate Oh, can we really? Show. We should. Yeah, we'd love that. I can get us a hookup hey. to a history museum. Oh, are all museums history museums? Yes. <laughs> In a way, yes. They are. In a way, they are. Anyway, side note. <laughs> so, so. I don't. So the next day, I feel like she just kind of wakes up with like a hangover, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember this part of the book. But basically, no one's heard from Kim Lord still. Right. And she's now kind of, it's kind of the news more that she is looking like a missing person mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. just like a political, not a political, but a press stunt. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at first, you know, I mean, it's a huge press stunt. It's weird to not show up for your show, but it's definitely going to get people talking. Well, Kim mm-hmm. Lord's also known for showing up to the museum in disguises and mm-hmm. costumes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, like, could it, like, could she have shown up? there in a disguise and then left you know like there's like so many things that they could speculate upon but then she just was mia and it was like oh and i think that's like what they were expecting was like she would like pull off a wig and be like it's me kim lord i've been here the whole time listening to your thoughts but instead no one still has heard from her Well, that's right i think at this point we do know that maggie saw her leaving Mm-hmm. Was it that? It wasn't it was the that day, day before. The I day it before, was like Wednesday, and this exhibit was Friday, right? In a costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she saw her hustling out like the back entrance of the museum, yeah. like not the front entrance. Um, and she looked like shocked when she saw her, but then she hurried on. Mm-hmm. Like Kim Lord looked shocked when she saw Maggie, but then she hurried on. Yeah. So now everyone's kind of buzzing at work about Kim being missing. Mm-hmm. And we've all drawn a blank. So I'm just going to kind of skip forward a little bit. We can talk about There's a lot to skip forward because really... Should we talk about her backstory real quick? So we kind of get this on and off because I don't know if her original intention was to write, like, press releases for museums. Right. But originally, Maggie was a bit of... Was a bit of a... (laughs) Bless you. Was a bit of an investigative... A reporter. 
sorry, back in uh, New Massachusetts or something? No, New England? Somewhere? Connecticut. No, Vermont. It was Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> I, thought, I thought of uh, maple place. syrup. Yes. Maine. Maine is where murders <laughs> happen. Just kidding. That's just Stephen King. That's Stephen King. Yes. <laughs> maple syrup. Vermont. Vermont. So she's from Vermont. That's where her parents still are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she originally, so I'm just going to get into this. Yeah. So she originally worked along with kind of like an investigative reporter mm-hmm. and they were working on this was it was drugs right mm-hmm. on this yeah. drug bust some basically. cartel something yeah something wicked and which i think it was cartels because i was like we've talked about cartels before yeah <laughs> <laughs> weird. but yeah so she was investigating she basically had like what like a CI is that the term? Basically, she had like someone that was yeah. giving an her informant. yeah an yeah. informant that was really talking to her, um, and she unfortunately got killed after yeah. the article came out. So basically, this woman gave her all this information. Mm-hmm. She promised her safety and anonymity, mm-hmm. and you know this won't blow back on you. Right. And then instead, it did, and she ended up murdered in a pretty horrifying way yeah well, to make it worse, which haunts maggie yeah yes. to make it worse the ci was also like dating one of the main like we'll say like the main cartel dude his son she was dating him so was she was like say, really was... like into like she got exposure to a lot so she was in a very high risk position to be talking to a reporter of sorts don't be a snitch yeah <laughs> well <laughs> and she wasn't she was like a young i mean not like to me, twenty is young, but she yeah. was like, right? She was young. Yeah, she was like nineteen, twenty. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was it. I think that someone had even said that she had been talking about it at a bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the informant was talking about, basically talking to this reporter at a bar or something. Yeah. And not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Not a great idea. Like she was drunk and she was bragging or just she wasn't talking to the reporter at the bar, but yeah, no, later no, she, she was, was like with other locals. She yeah. was chilling at the bar. And then she yeah. mysteriously got tied up and then drug high speed over a lake and then drowned. Yeah. Drowned slash got her head bashed in by the waves. Yeah. Lots of it. Yeah. Not great. Horrible so, to die. But yeah. Maggie blames herself for mm-hmm. this because mm-hmm. she promised this girl that, you know, nothing bad will happen to you for talking to me. And then she couldn't keep that promise. Right. Which is a pretty impossible thing for her to do anyway. She's not the police. She was just an assistant to a reporter. But luckily, her name wasn't a part of any of it Mm -hmm. because she wasn't writing the article. So she just kind of disappeared after that. Like, Maggie just left. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when she kind of went off on her own and then met Greg. I'm trying to remember exactly where they were. It it was in, like, Mexico or something, right? It was in Asia, like... Oh. No. It's clearly the same thing. It was in Asia. No, because it was like... I think you're right. Where do you meet Greg? (laughs) But it was almost like, what's... Uh, what are the people that don't go to college? What are they called? Were Amish? They? I don't know. <laughs> no. No. That's hilarious. No. <laughs> like people that choose Peace Corps. Peace Corps. Oh. It was like the Peace Corps. You oh. can go to college and be in the Peace Corps. <laughs> but I mean, they, they take a break from college and they do, do it before college. college. That's what I mean. Like a lot of people do, do it, it after college. But most people do it like in lieu of college, before yeah. college, or in between. Yeah. Or, or were they just... They were but teaching, was, right? Is that what they were doing? They yeah, were teaching language, language. That would make sense. Language as a second yes. language. English, English as a second language somewhere. Yeah. That makes sense. That would also point to Asia, probably. <laughs> True. Okay, so yeah. That makes sense. Somewhere anyway, in Asia. While they're there, oh they meet 
<laughs> That's where she met Greg. And yeah. he was like super like head shaved, quiet, doesn't talk to people. And she essentially brought him out of his yeah. shell and brought him to the group of people well, she was, was friends like with. He was like monkish yeah. in a way. And he was <laughs> also on like a different side of the island. So at the end, he wrote her a letter that he'd like to meet up with her. And then that's how they started dating and they like lived there for a while together. I like that you remember that. And I just filed totally this under like that. unimportant Greg background yeah. information. But you know, point is he wasn't pretentious. No, Completely. he was a uh, bald monk just living that life. <laughs> just living that life. <laughs> With the yeah. before he <laughs> Before he became hey. shocked. <laughs> All I had to go off of was they don't go to college. Yeah, and no. I don't think Amish no. people oh, go to so, college. That was my bad. I don't know. I don't think anyway. so. I really don't know. Anyway, <laughs> maybe they do on the rum stringer. On the rum stringer. <laughs> For two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Online courses. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> so then they move. And then stuff She didn't want to go back to Vermont because she was right. still, still trying to, like, run away from her past. Yeah. Mm. And her parents, like, wanted her to be a teacher or something, right? And her parents were so ridiculous. Yeah. They were, they were one such parents. Yeah. But two, they're like, why don't you just come home and live at home and teach yeah. and I'll take care of you and you can get me a nice boy. Yeah. Someone in our local small town full of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think most local respectful towns are full job. of drugs now. Yes, they do. Unfortunately. So, but yeah, so... She's not into that. So now she's just living by herself, and she's really depending on her best friend. Let's talk about her best friend, Eugenia. Okay. Is that her name? Yeah, Eugenia. Eugenia. Eugenia is sweet and fun, and I feel like she got the... the Raw end of the deal. Raw end of the deal with her friendship with Maggie in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie wasn't the best of friends. But she makes Maggie, like, she's the one that, like, makes Maggie go do stuff, basically. So the next thing I really, so, okay, now Kim has been missing for a while, and -hmm. people are starting to suspect Greg, because it's always the ex, well, the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, husband, whatever, right? That's the most suspicious person in these disappearance situations. Mm -hmm. So now everyone's looking at Greg, Mm -hmm. um, except for Maggie, who is overly convinced of his innocence. A little too much. Like, a lot. I mean, I guess if you really know someone and you're, like, 99.9% sure they would never murder another person. She's still pining for Greg. She's definitely pining for Greg. But I, I, even with that, I would be like, maybe he did it. But she she is really determined. So everyone at work is gossiping about this. Mm -hmm. Greg is MIA. He's, like, not around anyone anymore. Right. Um, And so everyone's just trying to, like, tiptoe it. Like, they go to... um, they work out at work, like they go to like lunch oh, and then yeah. they go to the spin class. Yeah. And they have knitting classes. Yeah, they have all sorts of things, which is good. Yeah. It's nice to have supportive co Oh, yeah. And Eugenia, Eugenia tries to like stop people from talking about the murder case mm-hmm. because, or not, it wasn't murder at that point, but the missing about Greg. Persons. Yeah. Yeah. Because she wants to protect Maggie. Right. And it's Maggie, the last thing Maggie wants to talk about is this, but I'm like, you were hanging out with the wrong people because that's all anyone at work yeah. is going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, and then, and Evie's there, but once again, Evie doesn't really talk to anyone, mm-hmm. but she's just like so determined on the exercise bike. I remember yeah. that was interesting is that she was who Maggie always tried to pace herself to keep up with, mm-hmm. although she yeah. never could keep up with her, yeah. but it was good to try because she was so just like intense, you know? Yeah. yeah. But next thing we know, they're going to a party for another character that just kind of comes out of nowhere. So Kay is their friend, 
Well, isn't she more Maggie's friend than she's Eugenia's? Maggie's friend? She's definitely more Maggie. She was like friend. a Maggie yeah. Greg friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I don't remember how they met, but Kay like survived like breast cancer or something like that. Yeah. So either yeah. way, she's having like an whatever kind of cancer it was. She's having like an anniversary party of like remission mm-hmm. to also kind of raise funds for a charity that helps you know towards that cancer research, which is a really awesome thing to do. Yeah, and of course. You know, Maggie doesn't want to go because she saw no, on I, the... I thought it was Eugenia that didn't want to go. Yeah, well, Eugenia no. did not want to go Maggie because she wasn't even invited. both didn't want to go. Maggie <laughs> okay. wanted to go but not wanted to go because she saw that Greg had RSVP'd. And she was okay. like, I can't go and by myself. So she, like, Eugenia. basically yeah. uh, got her friend to go. Eugenia, <laughs> who like, doesn't want to go for they sure. They made, like, a deal. She yeah. said, if you do something, then I'll do the horse thing with you. Yeah, like, I, I think she'll do, like, a the... dinner with Eugenia and her brother or it's something going like with that. with Don. Don, yeah. her brother. Yes. So the only other role story that, that her friend has is that she has this brother, Don, um, who is her younger brother, I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he's tried to get into medical school. Like, three times. Well, this is the third attempt. So at the beginning, mm-hmm. like, occasionally she asks about, has Don heard anything or whatever, and then, I don't know if we know this already, but it doesn't really matter the timing of this. Unfortunately, Don gets rejected from medical school again. Yeah. It's devastating. He's devastating. So, Don's really depressed. And, honestly, Eugenia doesn't seem to think that medical school would be the best for Don anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is what all his hopes and dreams are on. And it just kind of got squished. So, I think that was the deal. If you go to dinner with me and my brother. Yeah. That spoiler alert. Maggie never goes to that dinner. <laughs> jerk i'll go on this horse ride with you so they go um which i mean this like alicia said this is like a really cool thing to do but i immediately was like oh i would not want to do this either and maybe I would. <laughs> note I to would. self <laughs> <laughs> plan a horseback riding party <laughs> no, i mean we we had horseback riding on the agenda for my bachelorette party yes and we did i'm the one that canceled the idea yeah I well had we went that. on a carriage at least we did with preston the horse yes, we had that and so zip lining and Ashley said a no. I also both. said no to that. About that. I was like, I don't want to do that. I went <laughs> zipline on my honeymoon, you guys, and it's fucking terrifying. Well, I'm glad you did that at least. I was like, I'll important. go in Hawaii, and I did. And it was beautiful, and the whole time my husband was like, open your eyes, experience it, because I was just like <laughs> curled up in a ball, screaming with my eyes closed. So I'm, a, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Not a big fan of the ziplining. So, or the horseback riding. So, this sounds like a really fun thing, but it also kind of seems like a pain in the ass. So, they get there. Of course, she has experience on horseback, I guess. Because she's from Vermont. Vermont. Everyone's got a horse. Everyone has horses in Vermont. It's a thing, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the Midwest. I don't feel like everyone has horses here, but who knows? Um, so maybe maybe we just don't have the right friends for the horse that goes. Maybe. But I do have one friend that owned a horse. See? But I, yeah. yeah. One. <laughs> I've known people with horses. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool enough That's to ride their horses. We, get. Uh, we, we have another person in our book club that has cows. Mm. You? Oh, not this. I was not like, this, it's, it's you, me, and her. We don't have cows. None of us have cows. <laughs> you didn't know, Cece. <laughs> so Alicia owns cows, apparently. You should come to my house more often. Move. I should. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so they go on this thing, and it's also like horseback riding and drinking. And, yeah. And Greg also, of course, is the only other experienced rider. Yeah. So poor Eugenia is just like saddled up. Because she's not experienced. Yeah, with no experience. I don't think, doesn't someone get thrown from a horse? I thought it was uh, Maggie. Maggie. Maggie yeah. does. Maggie is thrown from the horse. I blame Greg. It was Greg's fault. I don't remember was what it? happened, but I'm pretty sure it was Greg's fault. Yes, it was. 
because like something happened and her horse like like she reacted and her horse her no, horse reared back up. and she could have yeah her horse reared back and she could have controlled it but he was like Maggie jump off and so she did it <laughs> oh right. that's right and then she almost like got stompled by it like and she even stompled, stompled. I like that word strampled did you say strampled no, I said trampled that oh time. okay <laughs> I wanted you to say strampled trampled and strampled all the same time <laughs> I no, like those but things. either way. Yeah, so, and then she admitted later, like, she could have controlled the situation, but she got freaked out in by his moment. reaction. I mean, I would, too. I would, too. Maybe he's seen something she can't see. I don't know. She's not ridden a horse in, like, five eh. years or so. Also, she, I feel like that was one of those things where we don't really know what had happened, obviously, but she was like, if Greg hadn't yelled my name, I would have just controlled it, and I wouldn't have gotten embarrassed. But instead, she <laughs> yeah. fell, and she got hurt. And then she proceeds to solve this problem by getting completely wasted. wasted. She's smashed, you guys. I mean, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have to in this situation. Yeah. But she gets so completely shit-faced. Too much. She like, she goes overboard. Eugenia. I mean, you have to ride a horseback, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's they have to, to ride the horse back. She's supposed to. Yeah. She did not. <laughs> she and Greg leave together. She ditches her friend. She also threw up in public. Come. Oh, yeah. She also <laughs> she did what? Oh, she threw up in public uh, at the restaurant. She really made I mean, an ass of herself. Yeah. So poor Eugenia <laughs> is just, like, trying to control this, like, out-of-control friend. Yeah. And instead, she's oh, like... Oh, she says something real mean to her, too, doesn't she? Maggie to Eugenia. I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Probably. And then she just looks at Greg, and she's like, okay, she's your problem. And then... Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I feel so. like something like something. that. Happened. She was just enough that like She's I can't blame Eugenia in that place, like, fine. Be not that person. In that moment, no. And so next thing we know, she's like, bye bitch. And she leaves with Greg. She's like, I'm getting out of here with my ex boyfriend who may be a murderer. And then Ta da <laughs> in I your don't, face. Was it her idea to leave with him? I no, don't know. He that... was insisting. So he'd already yeah. said before that she got drunk, like, I got dropped off. Can you drive me back and like What a loser. What an <laughs> asshole. Him? Take an Uber. <laughs> Yeah, you got here, find a way back, yo. Or yeah. if Uber wasn't prevalent in the story time of this book, call a cab. Yeah. Exactly. You They've got here one for way. Forever. You're in California. I'm not taking, I'm not holding your hand and driving you home. Screw yeah. off. Yeah, or you, you showed up and your, your guaranteed ride home is with your ex-girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. No. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck you, Greg. So instead, <laughs> she takes him home. Mm. And well, he, had to drive he her. takes her home. He had to drive her. <laughs> well, yeah. He luckily drives her home. And then it was like they were going to hook up. But they didn't. I didn't get to think they were going to actually hook up. I think they he made was it just... Out. Did they? Did they make out? I thought they, no. they were about to make out. I think he kissed her on her forehead and she thought things were going to go there and then he didn't. But he left a flash drive mm-hmm. and was like, these are the oh, pictures yeah. left from... Because like Kim always destroys her like photography after she after creates her exhibit. And it was the flash drive containing the pictures. And he was like, the police came keep this safe or something like that. I was going to say... And so he, like, had ulterior motives, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, he let her on just enough. Because I feel like he did say, I've been trying to talk to you this whole time. Because I yeah. think he's been trying to call her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because remember and, yeah, at the gala, yeah. uh, Jamie used her phone to call him, trying to figure out where the hell Kim yes. Lord was, and then hung up. And yes. so then he's been trying to call her since, thinking that she called him. Mm-hmm. But she's higher than that. You know, she's yeah. cool. But anywho, so high. and I can't remember. He uses her just, just no, they did not make out. They did not hook up. She, he just led her the hell on. So rude. I can't remember if it happened by this point or not. But at some point when she's talking to Kevin, the reporter guy, that's not really important. Mm-hmm. But now. he gives him. Okay, so it happened before then. This, this, then 
she, he gives her a name of a good attorney, mm, yeah. and then she gives that attorney to Greg. Yes. And then I think that's before this point, right? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's when she was still sober with the horses. I feel like okay. that was at the party. Maybe. And she, like, gave him the card or whatever. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. do you remember who the the lawyer is? It's Kevin's sister. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I forgot it was his sister. I knew it was someone related to Kevin. Yeah. But no, now, Kevin is now officially, he's, he's, he's in New York. He, he was just back a device. And just wrote yeah. the report for whatever, whatever. Yeah. By Kev. And, like, sent her something at some point, too, right? His, like yeah. his Oh, he sent her his thoughts notes. on the exhibit. Yeah. 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 Which is, that's very helpful. So the next morning, Greg gets arrested. Yes. And this is when Maggie starts really kind of investigating on her own because she's completely convinced of Greg's innocence while Mm -hmm. everyone else in the world becomes more convinced of his guilt. Mm -hmm. And this is really when Hendrix comes into play. You should talk about Hendrix. So she saw Hendrix, uh, this guy in a mustard colored jacket, right? Tweed jacket. <laughs> Cipher eyes. Um, what'd you say? It's a sight. Like, just, I can't envision it being a good thing. It's a bad look. <laughs> I thought you described his eyes. And I was like, what are you talking about? No. So anyway, so she, he was, so he's a suspect for her at first because he was in, um, here, let me take your mic. There we go. So he was in, or at the gala, and she didn't know who he was. He was like one of the only people that Maggie didn't know who it was. Mm. And so she's like, maybe if the killer was at the And he gala. was like staring at her creepily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. A little. Yeah. She was like, maybe if the if the killer was actually there that night or abductor at this point, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe this could be at the guy in the weird jacket. So instead he suddenly is questioning everyone. Yes. And I think that's when she gets taken aside at work. Does Janice I feel like Janice Rock introduces him at some point, right? No? Oh, well he's hired by her. Right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe um, she does. I think, I'm trying to remember, it was at the museum. She ends up somehow being somewhere where they're opening stuff up, and she maybe it was like the press release. Like they have to make a statement regarding Kim Lord and the artwork and something like that. And she wasn't supposed to be there, but she snuck down down anyway. And Janice caught her there, but she didn't like seem bothered by it. But she was like, "This is my private investigator, Hendrix." Okay, and yeah. then she like scuttled away after that, or something like that. Um, <laughs> scuttled. That's a good word. <laughs> throwing them out today, guys. Around. You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so Hendrix is not like a friendly character the first time that that she's interviewed, and he knows about her history, not just with Greg. But he knows about her history as a private investigator, well, an investigative reporter before. Yeah. Which freaks Maggie the fuck out. Because her friends don't know. No, no one knows this. Yeah. Maybe Greg knew and that's about it. I think Greg is the only person that knew. Yeah. But he's not the one that talked. So meanwhile, Greg's attorney is now Kevin, the reporter's sister. Um, and no one knows about the flash drive. Not the cops, not the attorney, not Hendrix. But she's also decided to open up her fingerprints all over it which is like bothered me a lot i'm like girl you need to be smart about this open what up the flash drive on a yeah. computer has she looked at those yet at she this did point? yeah okay. i think so she looked we at know... it before hendrix got there so she's even more like antsy. so we know at the end there's these weird pictures that she doesn't understand with the dog and a different lady oh, this lady that looks kind of crazy and erratic and, and, yeah. and she thinks maybe like homeless looking yeah but she, she's not sure yeah, she doesn't know who that person is yeah but there's a dog <laughs> 
Um, so she so she doesn't understand the pictures. The pictures look exact like there's no real clues that she's really seen about the pictures. Right. You know, they're just pictures that you would imagine Kim Lord would have used. So she's looking at clues. She goes to the exhibit part that she didn't see mm-hmm. before. And there's the woman whose head was put into a box. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Sure. That's how she was murdered and her head was in a box or something. Okay. And there was like a little curtain and she thought that this was a clue about the murder. Like maybe she was, Kim was trying to leave clues. Because at this point she's convinced, so because Kim's kind of like eccentric, Kim Lord was. Mm-hmm. And she was convinced she had a stalker that has now yeah. been revealed. And that's what Hendrix is looking into. Yeah. And Maggie now feels some kind of way because she caught Kim Lord three days before running away. Mm-hmm. And no one has heard from Kim since the night of the gala, like that Friday or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had texted people that she was going to be there around seven, mm-hmm. but then never showed. So the timeline's kind of all messed up between the last time that people heard from Kim, but Kim wasn't recording, returning any of Greg's calls. Greg had called her, what, like 72 times or something? Mm-hmm. Something he obscene. Crazy amount of times. They'd gotten, like, in a fight, and then he'd never heard from her again. Do we know yet that she... No, we don't. Mm-mm. Okay. No, because we don't know what happened to her yet. Okay. So... Well, I know, but I thought that was what the fight was about. Was I wrong? Never she's mind. Actually we'll not a... I think that's right, but I don't think that Maggie knows that. I mean, you can no. say gotcha. whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Well, she's not having an interview. She's pregnant. She's, yeah. yeah, she's pregnant. Kim Lord's pregnant. Yeah, and she finds that out because later she has a, finally has to sit down and do her little questionnaire interview, whatever, with Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And it was after we find out some, should I say it? I mean, you can say it. I mean, this is kind of all. The whole thing. Yeah. Basically, Kim Lord is, has been, her body's been found. So yes. we, we now know that she's, in fact, murdered. Yes. Um, now we're murdered. Which is already shocking. Um, and so this is probably like a day after that news is released or something like that. Anyway, so he's asking all these questions and stuff like that, and she's, you know, answering them, and he's like, by the way, you know she's pregnant, right? And it just catches her completely off guard, which I think for him, like, her response is so raw and obvious that mm-hmm. she had absolutely no idea. Yeah. I think it kind of rules her out as a spe- suspect to Hendrix, I feel like. Right, because Maddie's definitely a suspect in this. Like, yeah. Kim Ex-girlfriend. Lord, <laughs> yeah. Kim Lord's dating her ex-boyfriend and apparently pregnant. I mean, that's a pretty big motive. Yes. Yeah. So, but she didn't know anything and she was there at the gala. So she's pretty much ruled out. So then she and Hendrix kind of start an unlikely friendship yeah. of sharing information. Um, she shows them the flash drive. Right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't yeah. show the cops or tell the attorney about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Greg's just kind of locked up at this point, although he does get out eventually. When does he get the note saying, don't trust Maggie? Do you remember? Ooh, that was... It was before he got taken to jail, I feel like, right? But he reveals oh, he it later. he called her. Yeah. When he was in jail. Greg called her. Greg called her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Greg called her. Yeah. And he was like, hey, like, I know I asked you to look into this, but I, I want you to not. I got this note at my doorstep. And it said, don't. Maybe it was, was it look out for Maggie? Maybe it wasn't don't trust Maggie. Or watch but, out for Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been. It, like, definitely implied at the same time. That Maggie could be the killer, and or also that Maggie danger. was in danger. Yeah. Yes. So he took it as she's he took in danger. It as danger, and the lawyer took it as, as she's the killer. Yes. Yeah. So that was really mm-hmm. <laughs> so important. So yeah. So now Greg is freaked out that Maggie's going to get killed over yeah. this situation that he is currently arrested for. He gets out, um, and I don't remember really what happens with that, except for just that he's currently out of jail, but not off the suspect list. 
I don't think they had anything to hold him is basically the reason he was let go. Okay. Yeah. I um, think he's currently like cleared of. Like a person of interest. But... Yeah. Like, but he's, they've got nothing to hold him. And then, so while he's released, she, while she's doing her digging, went back to her place and um, noticed that her door was like slightly ajar or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But she, like, goes in anyway and goes to the bathroom and she starts hearing movement upstairs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, shit, this person could be in my house. This person's in your house. Yeah, someone's in my house that doesn't belong. And it could be this dude or woman, whoever it is that killed Kim Lord. I don't know because I'm digging into things. So she um, at this basically point, makes she... a, like, a run out the door and grabs her purse, which she left outside the door, and, like, a knife yeah. that was, like, Greg's mom's and, like, takes <laughs> off. And her neighbors all, like, witness it because they have, like, a courtyard area. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably crazy. Um, and she takes off and, like, sleeps in a parking garage for a little bit or... Yeah, she stays in her car. Because she, she's... She stays... Well, well she's first... She's going right? Actually, so first... Yeah, she goes to Gina's. And Eugenia is doing what? She is making, making out. out. Yeah. And so... And then gets caught visually by Eugenia. And so that, like, she runs. And then she actually goes to Greg's art studio that she had a spare key to yeah okay let's also back up real quick here because this eugenia thing is actually significant okay so eugenia earlier that day yeah eugenia was trying to reach her over and over she was calling her she kept like she stopped by her office like she was visibly like something was wrong yeah and maggie keeps putting this off because she's investigating this Greg thing. So she's now prioritizing her ex-boyfriend over her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they had dinner plans that night too, right? With, with her her brother. brother. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like her phone's blowing up and she's ignoring it and she's doing all this shit. So is this, um, I don't, we'll get into this later, but so what we find out after that, which I'm just going to do the reveal of yeah. what this was, yeah. is Gina's brother, Don tried to kill himself. I was in the hospital yeah. And that's why Eugenia was trying to reach out desperately to her best friend for support. And instead, Maggie's just, like, playing Inspector fucking Gadget yeah. and rolling around town like Sherlock Holmes. Um, yeah. And next thing we know, um, Eugenia is rightfully upset and mad and falls into the arms of their disgusting co-worker, Baz, that no one likes. Who she hates. She hates him She, so like, much. wanted him to get ousted yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, she wants him fired. Like, she hates this guy. Yeah. Um, but... Luckily, she says later that um, Maggie's random appearance at her place actually stopped anything from happening. Yeah. Which she's thankful for because she hates Bass so much. But <laughs> but we also find out they have an unlikely friendship because his sister did commit suicide. Yeah. And so while That's she couldn't bonded. reach her own friend, she ended up breaking down and explaining what happened. Yeah. And so they bonded over that and he acted like a friend and things just kind of... Yeah. Start leading to one. Because people, you know, when they're upset, sometimes move in that direction. And that's fine. Yeah. But Baz is gross. Yeah, he is gross. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't actually go further. But anyway. So that was significant. So I'm just pointing out once again that Maggie was a ship. Yes, Maggie was a ship. Yeah. But not only friend in this whole book. Yeah. Truly. Only real friend, yes. Um, so and now she's at the art studio seeking can, refuge. Can I ask real quick for clarification? When does she go... She goes on an excursion that really doesn't matter at all, so we don't, we can skip over it. But she goes to someone she thinks is a suspect. Their gallery, that guy. That's after this, is it after that? Yes. Okay. Okay. I feel like I feel like that was the next day because okay. here was a big lead that, like you said, doesn't matter because ended up not being anything. Right. Um, but a lot of pointless. this book is just kind of like running down leads, which is interesting. So yeah. she put together 
like who benefits from Kim Lord's death? Like who? So this is where the whole super collector super thing collector. comes in. Yeah. So she discovers that there are these super collectors that are buying up all of the artwork on purpose mm-hmm. to like anonymously, right? Sometimes I don't. Yeah. To I mess up the provenance of the. I feel like nope. You're looking no, at me like no, I'm yeah, crazy. Go ahead. No. Well, I thought because provenance right now. So, (laughs) provenance is the history of where a piece of artwork came from. It's important to know for the value of of a piece of artwork, who owned it, what it cost, where it came from, to know that it's legit and uh, quote unquote important piece of artwork. End quote. (laughs) End quote. Thing from the pretentious art world. Anyway, so I feel like that was part of it. They 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 buy it. And somewhat anonymously, so Mm -hmm. therefore there's no name, and it kind of messes it up. But I kind of forget what else. What else is the point? Track down that the same person has purchased all of Kim Lord's art, right? Under different names, right? Like anonymous, like non-important names. Like doing like basically all the invoice research, and she and she goes to Evie. Evie. Evie's helping her with this, and so because I don't exactly remember Evie's job, but she. I mean, she's not a. I don't think she's a curator. No. But I know she is involved with the artwork. Yeah. yeah. And she's a trusted person that yeah. Maggie feels like can help her. Yeah. And, you know, luckily she decides to help her. So she goes through this information. So Maggie's tracking down these leads. And yeah. she goes to the super collector's office. Who right. she thinks is the super collector. She thinks. Yeah. And she's in a disguise. And she's posing as someone else. Yeah. And they basically call her on her bullshit. And because they figure out who she is. And she runs out of the building. And I feel like that's when she goes home and someone was in her house. I could be wrong on no. that timeline. No, because so remember she no, went I was to. Wrong, apparently. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fix you. So when she goes to um, Greg's art studio and she ends up sleeping there, there's a closet full of all of um, Kim Lord's clothing and wigs, and so mm-hmm. she decides to try on some of the clothing, the which was weird, super weird. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm just thinking if forensic comes back through, you're gonna find all of your residue and prints and everything all on this and that's not gonna look good and then she sleeps yeah, naked in his bed it's a whole that was thing. so weird that was weird it was real weird anyway so when she leaves she puts on her clothing but keeps one of kim lord's wigs mm-hmm. that she'd been using as disguises and that's when she um ends up going she throws the key away and she sleeps in her car in her parking garage for a while and then goes back to the office because she realizes that her cell phone was stolen by the intruder from her purse. So she doesn't have her cell phone. <laughs> this is bad, you guys. That's so that's bad. when she's having to, like, contact Hendrix from the landline, and she's supposed to stay there, and then she ends up meeting she goes up to with her Greg because she gets a hold of Greg somehow because mm. he's out or something. I can't remember. Anyway, but she's just, like, suspended. She's not supposed to be at work at all. Oh, that's right, because she leaves to go talk to Hendrix at, like, a cafe or something. Yes, she does. And then Jamie, like, tracks her down, and it's the midst of – Something important. Yeah. And she's like, you're being weird. And she was also caught in a lie. Because she lied about what she was doing when she went to the cafe. And Jamie caught her in the lie. Yes. I also feel like Jamie asked her to do something. Like, Jamie asked her to edit something that was kind of insensitive. Shoot. I don't remember. Well, actually, I think it was the Kim Lord stuff. Like, hey, your ex Girl, ex boyfriend, something. Maybe I'm wrong. Never mind. No, I think she did. There was something something weird like that, and then she, she was like, also as a friend, you let me down or something. Yeah, that was personal. Yeah. So now she's suspended from work. Yeah. And she has tracked down this lead. And then honestly, the next thing I really remember happening is going to this person's place. 
Which person's place? It's like the end where they're all together. Oh, oh so, so she goes back to the office after this whole situation. Well, also, so the secretary to Baz, whose name I don't remember because it's Juanita. not important. She, yeah, Juanita. Good job. <laughs> For I work some with reason, the Juanita. <laughs> she tries to break into her office to get something. To get uh, Baz's calendar, I think, or someone's calendar. She's expecting Baz. I forgot about this. Because there was like. She thinks he's the super collector? No, she no, but she what, think he's the killer. So she had already asked well, about information about Baz sure. illegally, and then she found some meeting that made no sense, and then put it together as this dude that she went to his office. Yeah, like they had been meeting together. So then she thinks that Baz is working with a super okay, collector, yeah. getting all of Kim Lord's artwork to like screw up the art world and like jack up the prices essentially. Okay. So, yeah, so that happens. And then she's not supposed to be there, but all of her friends, quotes, <laughs> um, are like, hey, remember, we're going to go to Janice Rock's garden, garden That D has been working on. That D can get us into because she works there. And then this is when we find out that her girl, her lover, her lesbian lover is <laughs> Janice Rock. Yes. So then there, she just kind of gets caught in it, and she's like, okay, let's all go. And at this point, for some reason, in the car, she already s- suspects Evie, but I don't remember what. Uh, so when Evie is going to get the car for everyone to go ride in, she, um, Maggie ends up uh, talking to Dee, and she's kind of like snooping around Brent's office just enough, and she spots a picture frame mm-hmm. of Brent's wife and this dog, and, of course, Dee kind of, like, shushes her out of there. Like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I've never got to be in his office because he's so intimidating. And she's like, yeah, I totally get that. But meanwhile, while she's looking at this picture, she realizes that dog and crazy-looking woman is that last, <laughs> like, couple photographs on the flash drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense because we all know Brent's wife suffers from mental illness, has been mm-hmm. institutionalized. And so it sounds like Kim Lord probably reached out to Brent for this art show, yeah. knowing this backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I don't remember if D, I, for some reason I want to say D maybe explained a little bit more, but I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember about the full. how she was thinking of doing a show on, I think, mental illness or something like that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I can't yeah. remember. Because Burton's on vacation right now. Right. Yeah. Burton's on vacation. Or he fled. He <laughs> may have fled. It looks like he fled. Because yeah. wasn't there blood found in his office? After. Later. Later. Um, so, and don't we think that Brent and Kim Lord were banging? Well, yes. It, it looks like we know they've hung out together and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while his wife is institutionalized for mental illness, lonely Brent has mm-hmm. possibly found the comfort of Kim Lord. Possibly. Who's also dating Certain Greg. people think that. Yes. Certain people Certain think people that. Think that. And uh, Maggie is investigating the real possibility. And I feel like while she's doing that is when she gets pulled into this car situation. Yeah, but beforehand, I think, yeah. like, Dee and those guys, they all went out towards the curb waiting for the car. And then she made an excuse to go back to inside, like, to the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, went to Evie's desk snooping for information and finds her cell phone yeah. between I, I files. I feel like she wasn't looking for something on purpose on or Evie. Maybe was she, she was calling someone or for whatever reason she was there. I can't remember the exact specifics, but she found her cell phone there and, right. and grabs it with her. Yeah. So she's now putting everything together in this car. Yeah. Like why would so Evie have her cell phone? Evie was the person in her apartment. Evie has her phone. Evie has access to Brent's calendar. Evie has access to everything. Yeah. Um, 
Evie gave Evie. her the evidence that led her to other people as the suspect. Set her off the trail. Yeah. And um, oh, also Kim Lord's body was found Yeah, with traces of a drug in them that's very rare mm-hmm. to knock you out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And Maggie knows for a fact that this drug was on hand at their museum based on another um, presentation or, or exhibit. exhibit that had been done. Oh, the death row exhibit, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The death the row exhibit. or whatever. Yes. That's not it, but whatever the drug was. Yeah. That essentially when you're. And for whatever fucking reason, the person, the artist insisted that they get the real drug, which that seems hard to pull off anyway. Truthfully, I don't think in real life that would really happen. That's a very controlled substance. I can kind of, I see, but working in, ex- in an exhibit, yeah. I can see why they would want it, want that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that they would get it. So this gets referenced, sorry, well, kind of back to it. It's not yeah. that important, but it gets referenced a couple of times that someone, was it Brent's exhibit? Mm-hmm. Or was yeah. it Bass? Yeah. Brent had this he exhibit. It was about death row and about, basically, it was so fucking stupid. It was weird. But basically, you would go and sit in the chair and get all strapped up and then, like, watch the needles full of actual drugs come towards <laughs> you. And then everything would go black. And it was like, you you experienced it in the chair and you also experienced it in the viewing box. Yeah. To, like, shine a light on the fucked upness of, like, death row and the death penalty or whatever yeah this is the pretentious museum shit i can't get down with but um and it was so so she referenced it more than once Mm -hmm. and about how calm evie was yeah when she went through this process in the chair or whatever but besides evie's creepy calmness she knows that evie had access to the drugs so they're just still in the museum like for some reason they were like yeah you can keep these drugs well they were supposed to be properly disposed of but you know it's one of those things like the handling could have been Evie was the handler. Yeah, right. it could have easily gone like yeah. awry. So Maggie starts to put this shit together while she's stuck in a car with Evie. Yeah, and, and somehow she knows that Evie's gonna try to leave. Like she has Evie a has a flight. She yeah. doesn't want to go at all. Right, Evie's got like yeah, right. she's got like two different out of country flight. Yeah, and so she had to choose one, and like she's going to like I don't remember where Norway or some random place. Let's like, just pretend it's somewhere that doesn't extradite. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> out there. Anyway, she's probably like, go the, meet Brent on the car ride. She's asking D Maggie is questions regarding like oh when you do these you know exhibits for Brent like do you ever make any extra boxes and all these other things just like fishing mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like oh yeah sometimes you've got extra boxes you make for this and that and blah 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 so she's just confirming because kim lord was found in a box drugged up with the special drug so it's really suspicious so it's mm-hmm. obvious now to maggie that kim lord was killed drugged up mm-hmm. um and then put in a box to suffocate to suffocate to death and yes. then disposed of in a park and the person most likely to have access to all of those things is Evie, who's about to leave and catch a flight. Yes. And is freakishly calm. Yes. And sent her down the wrong path when she was doing her little investigating. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at some point... Anne has her phone. Does Yeah, so she doesn't have a phone. Wait, no, but she... She's she taking it back. back with her secretly. But then why does she ask Eugenia... Because in the car, she whispers to Eugenia... Hey, go call the. <laughs> hey, the sorry, call. I'm a shitty friend. Oh, are they like? Okay, never mind. But before we get to that, I want to ask a question. Yeah. Um, doesn't she? She at some point, either during this, maybe this is why she walked oh, away. Oh, I got it. You know what I'm gonna ask? Doesn't she call? She calls like the facility that the box was supposed to have been sent to. 
That's what she did at that Evie's what it was? desk. Okay. She put the box together. That's what she was doing there. She got the okay. answer about that. Um, but what she, the reason she didn't use her cell phone is because she didn't want Evie to know that she had her cell phone back. So she sent a text secretly in the car on her own, on, to Eugenia saying, Eugenia's phone. basically like, you know, explain what happened. Like you need to call Hendrix and yeah. all of the stuff like that. That's right. Because she couldn't use her phone. And she like her put it on her on Eugenia's phone and said, "Hey, I think I heard your text message go off." Yeah, I think like, it was hers. Yeah, she yeah. didn't even need her phone. She was like, "Can I see your phone?" Yeah, and then makes a like a text for her or a note for her. And then Eugenia's mad at her because her brother fucking tried to kill himself. Yeah, and she was not there for her, so she's obviously and rightfully very mad at Evie, not Evie, Maggie. Yeah, and she's just like, "Screw you," you know. And so they get to the place. Um, everyone kind of goes their separate ways. And I feel like once again. This kind of made me laugh. Go, oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I feel like once again, Maggie to Eugenia was like, look at your phone. Oh, because she's like, can I borrow your phone to do something? Because like, I lost mine or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, cause she heard a message and she's like, oh, it's not for me. It's for you. Yeah. And so she handed the phone back. For Maggie's not her phone, but yeah, <laughs> I don't remember why she used it to text and didn't somebody. She contact Hendrix too. I feel like she texted Hendrix as well. Mm -mm. I don't think she did. That would have been smart though. But that yeah. she asked Eugenia to contact Hendrix. That's yeah. What yeah. Yeah. So that's the note. And so then Eugenia's like, "Oh, I've got to go take this call." So she kind of gets her out of the way, mm -hmm. gets this call in because she knows it's getting that close point that anything could happen, and yeah. she want Evie to leave. And then. D is showing this is the this part that really made me laugh. Exhibit, yeah. Because she said, Oh, I have a surprise for you. And it was a sculpture by Shaw's mom who yeah. hated her. Remember? It was like yeah. this weird, like underground tree with glass apples or yeah. something. Yeah. It's like fertility or something. Yeah. Which and seems weird that she would be excited for. Maggie hated her this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I don't remember why, but it like symbolized something horrible for Maggie. Well, I thought it was supposed to symbolize something horrible, like tragedy and yeah, fragility. And yeah. I thought it was supposed to be a terrible thing, but also, like, his mom hated her, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. absolutely hated her. Because yeah. she was an artist that came from, like, an up and yeah. special family and didn't approve of her. Mm. She's just some common folk from Vermont. Common <laughs> progeny Trash. of a teacher. Yeah. Those teachers. Mm -hmm. Their horses. <laughs> Even though, like, the artist's mom was, like, super slutty and, you yeah. know, whatever. But whatever, whatever. Yeah, I've only cast stones, right? So. Throwing stones from that glass house. Mm -hmm. So, literally, she made, like, a glass, like, tree nightmare torture In thing. In a pit. In a, In a pit. <laughs> like, a dangerous That's pit. That's it had to be foreseen, <laughs> which seemed very yeah. scary because there's yeah. no ropes. Right. Yeah, there's no barrier. You can just fall in this pit. Apparently. So, and, of course, now it's just Evie. And Maggie. Yeah, like and I don't Maggie remember why alone. everyone else leaves. Everyone but... else leaves. Oh, I think I think D was grabbing Janice or something, and yeah. um, Eugenia yeah. had made her phone call. It was like one of those things that like they just alone, just briefly enough. Yeah. And at this point, Evie's put together that Maggie's put together the whole situation. Yeah. And they have some words. Yeah, I don't remember what words, and I know at some point this is when we figure out why. Yes. Because she thought. Well, I mean, Just say it. Yeah. okay. Well, so Evie had dated Brent for a while, like a year or something, like a a while, yeah. And she was in love with him, and he called it off. I don't remember why, 
but maybe he felt bad because his wife is crazy <laughs> and he's still married. Um, and she was convinced that him and Kim Lord were having a relationship when in actuality they were not having a relationship. So the night of, well, so she decides to kill her. <laughs> she finds out that she's pregnant. Uh, does yeah, she, she does. I think Kim Lloyd mentioned it to her or something. She, I think she uh, overheard Kim Lloyd talking to Brent in the office. Okay. Oh, that's right. And and she was like, oh, well, obviously it's Brent. Brent's and kid. they never even did Forget her actual boyfriend that she regularly sleeps with that right. could easily be the father. Yay. So to then, conclusions. So then what happens? So she like has words with her. So oh basically. So that was that was Evie's whole motive for killing Kim Lord. Yeah. And I feel like she convinced she admits to it like while they're like having this moment. I think so. Yeah. I feel like she has that like villain moment where you reveal your whole yeah. plan. Yeah. And she's like, I hit her over the head and then I drugged her and then I put her in a box. And yeah. then I transferred that box somewhere. And then And this was all in Brent's office that yeah, it started. In Brent's office. And then I I went and texted from her phone at the party. Like, she does, like, the whole, like, bad guy reveal, putting the pieces together situation. Like, clearly, the, I'm about to kill you, and nothing's going to go wrong with this. Nothing goes wrong. It's going to be fine. I can tell you everything. you can know my stuff. about to die. And also, won't be suspicious. You're clumsy, and it's just going to leave, fell down. Yeah. Right? And then she, like, pushes her into the pit. And Kevin, or sorry, not Kevin, Hendrix, Mm -hmm. happens to, like, Get there in record time, I feel like. Record time. Like, he was already there, right? I thought... Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he following this... He was... I think he was there with... I think Janice Rock had asked him to be there or something. Yeah, so he happened to be on the premise. Coincidentally. So, so he witnesses say, the fall. This point on is what kind of makes me mad. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was so into it. Yeah. I was into it, and then it just feels like after this... It's like she falls into the pit and then boom, it's over. And then it's yeah. like a prologue or an epilogue that leaves me sad and wanting more. Yeah. I mean, because it's basically it. Yeah. Hendrix saves her. He jumps yeah. into the pit. Yeah. Which, that seems awful. And then Evie pit. gets arrested. Yeah. But f- somehow no one realizes that Evie is the one that pushed her in. Well, no, the cops think she did. Yeah. Because they're like, wait, she pushed you, right? And Hendrix lies. Yeah, Hendrix says, no, she just fell in, and he tells her not to tell them. Which, that's the part that made me this mad. This is so stupid to me. Yeah. And then they yeah. take all the credit away from... It just seems weird to me that everyone else put all this stuff together without the information that Maggie had. Yeah. And so the whole reason... I'm sorry, I don't have to jump No, ahead, keep, keep going. Go. But the whole reason later Hendrix confesses to her why... He didn't want her to say, oh, yeah, the killer pushed me in is because then she would be wrapped up in this forever. Yeah. And she would have to go to court and she would have to relive it, which I get. But if I was Maggie, I think I would want to be the one that put that bitch away, wouldn't yeah. you? I feel like it, too. Because, yeah, I think I got where he meant, like, you'll always forever be known as the woman that got pushed in the pit by Evie. Like, you'll take away your identity, but yeah. at the same time, like, she was the one that also did all this research. She yeah. uncovered so much of it. And mm-hmm. that never got brought to light because she yeah. couldn't truly identify all the things that she did mm-hmm. because she had to lie about why. Well, why would Evie push you in if you didn't know anything? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was so. weird to me that the cops were able to arrest her without knowing all the stuff that Maggie knew. And I yeah. felt like I'm when sorry. they called the, sorry, it was just one thing. When she called the shipping <laughs> oh, container... Like 
There was the lady made a comment that someone else had called about it too. Yeah. Weird. So yeah. I feel like from my point of perspective, point of perspective, perspective, <laughs> I was mad because I was like, all right, so she's arrested, but what's the sheer, what's the like surefire way to put this bitch in jail? Right. So that when she goes to actual trial, she's proven guilty beyond a shadow of a doubt, which is the litmus it's test Maggie. in U.S. courts. It's yeah. Maggie. Maggie has the information. Maggie's the evidence. Maggie had it confessed to her. Yeah. Maggie was pushed into a pit. Without Maggie, this is a flimsy case. Yeah. It's flimsy. Yeah. You know, it could be any number of people as Maggie was chasing down leads. So I felt like the best way for Evie to actually go to jail and be arrested and put away for murdering someone who just in general, let alone someone who's pregnant, would be Maggie's evidence. Right. I mean, the only other thing I can think, which I don't remember. And testimony. What? I said and testimony. Yes. (laughs) I can't remember if they find Brent and if he knows anything. I know he wasn't. They found him. I he wasn't remember. involved in that. He wanted her to kill him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But does he know? Like I, I, I don't felt like he if... said he didn't know. Okay. He, so but felt, it felt from... like he lied. But yeah, he yeah. admitted that. Yeah, they had an affair together. Um, I felt like he kind of broke it off because he saw she was getting like attached. Like she would be yeah. that crazy bitch. Would be like leave your wife for me kind of situation. So that's why he bounced. Um, But he said he never had any, like, relationship outside of professional with Kim Lord. And he had no clue the office. Like, I feel like he was covering a little bit. Like, I think his vacation was a little time. Like, he put some shit together. Because he was really ruffled. Remember, he was, like, super stressed at work. He was out of there. Yeah. Like, he was not acting normal. He was a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. I also felt frustrated because while she was in the hospital, you know, dealing with the detectives and all that stuff, she's, like, all sorts of freaking deformed because, you know, she got stabbed multiple times by all these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And she always mentions her face is swollen, which it would be. Um, anywho. But I got frustrated because her mom clearly was, like, the mother type that, like, wouldn't let her be alone with any of her friends. Like, her mom yeah. made it very apparent, like... I'm taking you home with me. You're leaving this life. You off. This is a very unsafe place. Blah Which, blah blah. That, that kind of was mad frustrating. Too. So As- like, she's a grown woman. Yeah. Especially if they were all going with the story of oh, I just kind of fell into this poorly designed pit. <laughs> Not this murderer was tra- like that. I mean, I would kind of get it. Yeah. I would sue the shit out of Greg's mom. <laughs> yeah. If this well, is she's the dead, story, I would sue her estate. Janice. This is the story. I would sue Janice. Yeah. This is the story is that this faulty, stupid, irresponsible artwork <laughs> yeah. almost killed me. Yeah. It impaled me and turned me into like some kind of kebab. Guess what? I'm coming <laughs> for you. Like if you won't let me tell the truth, I would just be like, I'm going to sue you and get out of here. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. fuck all you bitches. I'm out. <laughs> but regardless yeah i feel like i think our problem everyone collectively is issue with the book is it just kind of like it's so good and it's very complex and we're not describing how good it is or complex it is at all yeah it's really good and then it gets to the end and it's just kind of like poop it's over yeah Yeah, it's like oh you're gonna move back to vermont and give up your whole life and everything like and that's what she did like she put all her stuff in storage like so she kind of didn't completely but her mom did get her back to vermont um, <laughs> her, mom her mom was, her go. you know, um, let her heal or whatever. But um, I thought she did eventually come back. No. so She decided that? she was going back. Okay. Yeah. But, like, Greg sent that um, recording, like, mm-hmm. device 
and explained everything that we've already covered about like why he asked her not to why he asked her to lie. Oh, Hendrix. Hendrix. Hendrix not sorry. Greg. Fuck Greg. Greg's oh, just that, gone. That was my thing with Greg. So yeah. side note, Greg gone. never fucking visited this person in in the hospital. I'm sorry. Did she he not? uncovered no. the murder of your wife, and you're no. too good Fancy. to even say like, "Whoa, I'm so sorry, I drug you into this." <laughs> yeah. Because he drug her into this. Right. Without Maggie, Greg would have gone down for murder. Like yeah. fuck you, Greg. You're a shitty person. Anyway. But um, but no, so Hendrix sent yeah. that tape recorder and he explained his reasonings because I think he probably knew his, you know, he couldn't get in there anyway. Yeah. But so she vaguely, inc- like, insinuates that she's going to move back somewhere and continue investigating. But yeah. I wanted her to actually. What about with Hendrix? Like, I wanted her to yeah. be like, at least to be like, she's back in LA. <laughs> Yeah. Has plans to meet Hendrix for dinner or like yeah. after lunch with Eugenia. Something that's like, I'm actually there meeting right. these people in the scene. Yeah, like Hendrix could have just like shown up and they could have like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is barking. He's fine. They could have like She's fine. gone to like dinner or something. He could have just showed up at our house romantically. Because this whole time yeah. they kind of have like a romantic, flirty thing going on. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't come to anything because they're investigating this murder thing, right. but he saves her all the stuff. It's like, it's very like romantic, interesty. Yeah. And then it just kind of ends. And I'm not even sure if the romance is what bothers me per se, or like the lack of closure on the romance. I just, I don't know. I feel like, I just feel unsatisfied and I'm not sure if I don't like who the killer was. I don't, I don't know that that's it. I don't know. There's just something that feels unfinished like we need an epilogue or something yeah, yeah. an epilogue would be nice like yeah. three months later yeah, yeah. i just like i wanted her on. to to be back on her two feet yeah. because she always admits like in the end like when she looks at herself she doesn't see the person that she was mm-hmm. which okay cool so like i like that as two different a few different ways like the, there's the original person she was when she met greg where she's you know suffering the loss of yeah. her informant being murdered but she's trying to get her life back together mm-hmm. then there's like the in love with Greg, getting there. Yeah. Then there's the devastated, not with Greg, kind of hermit-ish, you know, doesn't do as much as she should. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, oh, she's kind of starting to be back independent, investigating kind of what her initial passion was. Yeah. And now this accident takes her away. Like, I get you're not going to see yourself as the same person because you were not the same person. Yeah. But they make it seem like she's less of a person with anything I feel like yeah. she is to an extent, but I wanted to see her like more fiery like yeah maybe that's what you know what i mean like the reason she was so unfiery is because her justice was stolen it was like she didn't get her justice yeah like her justice would have been getting to say she pushed me in a pit i'm gonna see but the other thing is she's the one that said it like when they were asking her Mm -hmm. hey did she push you in the pit he he shook his head and said don't say that i feel like I don't know. Like, I feel like if that was me, I don't know. What would you guys do? I feel like I would tell the truth or at least say, I feel really sick. Can I have a rest? And then, like, ask him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, and then she even admits that, like, she was questioning it for a second. Yeah. Like, shit, did I imagine her pushing me? Oh, I see what you Like, she was making, like, worried. Why would you fall in without making any sense? But, yeah, but I think because of the trauma, she was questioning, like, did I envision this? Am I making all this up? So she was questioning all of her motive. Like, yeah. how fucking crazy am I? I should just go with what he's saying because I don't trust my own instincts anymore. No. 
which is messed up. <laughs> I'll just trust this man. No. Right. You I think just gone with either if you can't remember if you fell or were pushed into a pit, then you should definitely, like Susie said, be like, I'll talk about this later. Like Please you, come back. you are clearly battered up. I'm sure they would let you have a moment. And then ask, fucking ask the dude, and then give her the choice because he take the cho- he took the choice. Yeah. Because once she lied, you can't go back. Take I mean, that you back. can recant, but that's not great. Well, it it's looks not... even worse for you. Yeah. People are gonna always and call it would you a liar. Into question. Yeah. yeah. I think I feel like that's what it is. I think you're right. I think it's her justice was stolen, and it's like, well, this just pisses me off. Yeah. And maybe, so I just kind of drew a parallel that might not totally be a parallel. But earlier when she was on the horse Mm -hmm. and she totally knew what she was doing because she's an experienced rider. And then this guy that she was still kind of in love with threw her off her game Mm -hmm. and was like, Maggie, you're going to fall. And she's like, oh, he's right. And then jumped. Mm -hmm. And then she's with this new guy and he's like telling her what to do. And she's like, wait, I'm confident. I know what I'm doing. And then he's like, "Mm -mm, don't do it. And then she didn't do it. I think maybe that's what it, I don't know. It bothers you. It's it's bothersome. It bothers me. It's like, if you're going to be a strong female character, be a strong female character. Because you can do it. Do it. You could have done it, Maggie, but you did it. So you were a shitty friend. Yeah. She was a shitty friend. If it had shown her taking back her strong Yeah, taking back her strength. By being like, I'm moving back to LA or wherever the hell she wants to. I'm going to follow my dreams and be like an investigative reporter or whatever. Then I would have felt, or even somewhere else, somewhere different. But like yeah. it, it just didn't. It left it like limbo. Like, is she actually gonna do it, or is she just thinking it? I have a really I'll random thought her. that just made me laugh. Um, so this is so random and <laughs> so random, you guys. And you may not get it if you never watch Friends. But do you remember <laughs> the Friends episode where like Phoebe and everyone, uh, Rachel and well, what's her face, Monica, mm-hmm. became they started like doing like the goddess thing. They're like, we're strong, powerful goddesses. You're not gonna steal our light or whatever it yeah. is. And yeah. they're like, <laughs> I'm reading, like bad relationship the whole episode. They're like, someone said to do this, and I was like, don't let him steal your light. That's how I feel like this book made me feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they stole her light. Don't steal your light. <laughs> yes. So. I felt like it was unfinished, um, or at yeah. least that I wanted more from I the ending. I wanted a little more closure for her character yeah. in well, a positive, strong female role. Like in a not shitty way. Not just like yes. battered up and living with your parents in Vermont. Not yeah. that Not that there's anything wrong with Vermont. Um, it's well, beautiful. And I think it's that's absolutely why... beautiful. There. It smells like an air freshener. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also why I think that the... I did want more maybe from the romance. Like, okay, yeah, are they going to get together? But then also with that, you can kind of you can take that on your own. You know, yeah. like, in my brain, I was like, well, they're they're going to get together. Yeah. But I think Alicia's right. Well, both of you are right. That, you know, you, I want her to come out of the ashes. Yes, yeah. exactly. And really, she has no ashes to come out of. She did she did this thing. Like, yeah. she's the she's one the that figured thing. it all out. She's, she's solved the whole fucking case. Yeah. She's just an assistant And she just didn't get any no credit, credit for it at all. Yeah. Twice. It's so shitty. But... Um, so I guess like create your own ending. Like maybe she becomes like yeah. a great investigative reporter and it's great. Yeah. Or uh, Veronica um, Mars. Maybe she become yeah. <laughs> or maybe she becomes a teacher and just marries like a nice fella. I don't know. Yeah. I but like her being an investigative all in all, reporter. I yeah. did like the book. Um, I think it showed her. I think maybe this is the point. Maybe it showed her the benefit of investigative reporting. Yeah. Because the first time she was like, "This was wrong. I shouldn't have done this." Because someone got killed on my right. like, and uh, yeah. she falls like on her watch or whatever. All this is ridiculous. But now she sees like the benefit of investigative reporting because she solved a murder. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And she's made a good friend, possibly relationship side of things too, where mm-hmm. I feel like he could help her grow despite yeah. what he did. Despite his faults. If they yeah. were to reconnect, I yeah. feel like he could help her continue to grow in that but aspect. But she would have to set some boundaries. A like, 100%. dude, you don't have to protect me. I'm an independent woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> Trust my instincts. Mm-hmm. I saw this whole thing, and I wasn't even getting paid for it. You were getting paid for it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, let's rate this bad boy. Okay. Um, I'm going to... You go. go I'm going to say a 3.75. I like it. I think I'm going to say 3.5. All right. I'm 3.75. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So whatever the average of two 3.75s and one 3.5 are... That's what this book is. 3.9 or something of that equivalent. That's not real math. I don't know how it becomes higher. (laughs) I don't think it can be above. I don't think it can either. I told you it's not real math. It's somewhere in between 3.5 and (laughs) 3.75. 3.6. We're going to call this a (laughs) 3.9. She's going to spice it up. It's a 3.67. That's more real. Math is hard. I feel like we need a running tally of these. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to do that, and I just haven't done it because I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, where it is in in relation to the other. I guess my dog is barking at us. All right, we're back, and I have <laughs> captured my tiny dog, and he's now sitting quietly in my lap. So, <laughs> um, so all in all, I would say it's definitely worth a read. It's pretty yeah. good. I Very am good. excited that we're gonna read like a non-drama slash. Yeah murder book yeah from the, i was thinking about it i was like yeah, we've read, happy. Like, when we talked about it last time we've read like a lot of kind of like mysteries and yeah yeah stuff so i'm excited to read our new book me too and yeah. any closing thoughts you guys closing thoughts Susie? Closing thoughts, um i re- i did really like it i liked it a lot because it did i liked more the the interpersonal stories from the beginning because like i said i i could picture these different people as the people I knew from working in a museum (laughs) environment so that was fun I liked the suspense of it I liked following the leads but it it did kind of leave me not just unsatisfied at the end but sometimes I felt like she led you up to certain things and then it was pointless like the Mm -hmm. Kevin thing Mm -hmm. ended up being pointless Mm -hmm. and then like going to that one gallery guy ended up being pointless yeah but I kind of get why she did that for misdirection and things. So I, I did really like it. Just left a little unsatisfied with the ending. I agree. I really enjoyed it for the most part. Um, it kind of kept you on your toes. Um, I get the misdirection too because, you know, as a reporter would be looking into a story, you'd have false leads, things yeah. that would sum up to nothing. Um, so I get it. It doesn't make it less frustrating. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, you just want the answers. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed the art scene too. Not that I worked in a museum, but I found it different, a different yeah. kind of read. And I enjoyed that. So yeah. I like, I highly recommend it. I really like the art aspect of it. I mm-hmm. wish there was almost more of it. Yeah. There was a lot at the beginning. Yeah. And then after that, especially, I mean, she got suspended, so she couldn't be there. But mm. I kind of wanted more of the museum mm-hmm. in the play. Cause the museum itself is kind of its own character. Yeah. Like just, be, like as a place it's just very unique yeah and so i liked it um i would be happy if she'd write a second one like honestly yeah. if she wrote a follow-up with the same Character. s- characters like if we follow followed up on what 
Maggie and hopefully Hendrix are doing, yeah. I would definitely happily read that book. Me too. So yeah, me I too. definitely agree. I liked it and um, I think it was good. Yeah, so great. If we don't have anything else, uh, please join us next month in December. We're probably going to be recording towards the end of December around the holiday. Um, so it'll probably come out very much at the end of December or at the new year. Um, but if you guys are in the States, happy Thanksgiving. And if you're in Canada, happy belated Thanksgiving because it already happened in October. (laughs) And um, I hope you guys join us next month. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.